Hello, my name is Jörg Hoffmann. I'm the head of investor relations at Vaca Chemie AG. We've just reported on the second quarter 2021, and I'd like to share with you the highlights of what happened in the second quarter and how we've upgraded our outlook. Vaca Chemie AG, as you all know, is a, a world leading specialty chemicals company, leader in many small niche applications, uh, small markets. Uh, high levels of profitability and very high growth. Let's get into this. Here you see on the first page uh, uh, where actually a picture of our PDNA manufacturing in the US. PDNA is a precursor to mRNA, and you may have heard of it when you look at companies like BioNTech, CureVac, and others. Uh, this is a novel way to make medical compounds. It's used in the preparation of pharmaceutical products for oncology but most famously, obviously, for COVID. Now, the white tubes to the left actually are also made from Bakker materials. Clear sign that we are in all these world-leading applications. This is Bakker elastomers that are manufactured to GMP standards. Not a lot of people can do this. Quite an exciting type of our business. But let's move forward. Um, here's our uh, disclaimer. You'll find time to read it. Um, and let's look into the highlights of what happened in Q2. We actually churned out in sales of 1.5 billion euros in the second quarter. And you can see here that this is not just the base effect over the pandemic year last year, where Q2 was the bottom, but it's also substantially higher, 18% higher actually, than what we achieved in 2019. So there is substantial growth that happens. Uh, our EBTA has nearly tripled compared to last year. It's 55% higher than in 2019 at 327 million euros. CapEx down, but I think what differentiates us most is the massive free cash flow generation that you see in our operations. Our net cash flow came out at 208 million euros. Actually, our net debt uh, is vanished, and we have now a net cash position that increased by over 100 million euros after we paid out about 100 million euros in dividends. So we saw very strong demand in chemicals. Our plants are fully loaded. Even while raw materials are very high, we're able to pass those higher costs through uh, with ongoing price pricing initiatives. The polysilicon sector stays tight as we witness a technology transition in solar, but at the same time, all those climate initiatives around the globe are accelerating uh, the installations of solar applications. Sustainability, we won a prize from the VCI, the German Chemical Operations. And we will talk about products and our results in a moment. Two things that I'd like to, you to remember is Bakker is a leader both in product and in process innovation. And we'll go to that, get to that in a moment. This is an overview of the key markets that we deploy. And this is how we communicate about our businesses. So there's a construction portion in silicones and polymers. We, we will talk about the biosolutions business and biopharma and bioingredients. And in polysilicon, there are two distinct applications, the semiconductors and PV solar. Now, let's move on with silicones. Uh, this is in the construction key market. This is about a silane modified polymer. What we're actually doing here is we're actually, the product is called STP, so that's silane terminated polymer. We use as a backbone a different plastic, a different material, and thereby, we save capacity with our upstream materials. And this leads to uh, a glue and adhesive that is super strong and faces massive demand. Uh, you see on the right-hand side, we're building up a huge plant 
that is actually set up in a modular way so that it can cope with future capacity expansions because we get overwhelmed with, with uh, demand from our customers. This market is set to grow at over 12%. And historically, we have actually outgrown this market. What's unique about this is that this, this is Bakker IP. So this is our stuff, so-called IFL Silane technology. And all the critical components on plastics includes that you would talk about tin plasticizer, isocyanate, they're not existing here. So this is a completely harmless material with a super strong bonding strength. And it's used in waterproofing, it's used in gluing, it actually replaces um, uh, um, um, screws and other materials of, of, of fastening approaches. It's, it's probably already in your house. Watch this space. The next thing that I'd like to talk about, so that was a product innovation. Uh, the next thing I'd like to talk about is process innovation. Um, we, you see on the right-hand side, that we're expanding the capacity of our facilities in China. We're actually doubling them also because of this very strong demand that we're facing. And we do this uh, not by just doubling the amount of uh, materials and vessels that we put into the plant. No, we did this through process innovation. Actually, the process innovation is such that the investment is a lot lower than it would have been without this process innovation. So the throughput that we're generating out of the existing facilities there and on the additional facilities, it's much higher than our other plans. And we will roll this out, this innovation out to the other parts of our business globally. Um, why do we see this very strong growth in polymers? This EU renovation wave, you may have heard about it, about 40% of all CO2 emissions come from buildings and that could be dramatically reduced if buildings are properly insulated. So the external thermal insulation composite systems, ETIX, is a key market for us. It covers about 25% of sales in polymers and rising. And uh, this is essentially adding a demand layer on top of, of our already existing strong demand. So also here, um, more growth to come. Um, and we, in this business, we are faced with very high raw material costs currently um, and all as a resulting from a winter storm in Texas earlier this year. Um, but we found ways to cope with that and uh, to keep our profitability. So let's move on. Um, this is our PL for the second quarter. But just a few things, things to point out. Sales grow 40% year over year. Operating result turnaround from minus 10 to 213 with no specials in there. The result from investments in joint ventures, that includes now the dividend from Siltronic, uh, something that we'll talk about at a later point. Interest result down, so earnings per share significantly up from just seven cents last year to three euro 50. Here's our balance sheet. This is a bit odd because we don't have debt anymore. We're holding right now about 1.6 billion euros in cash and securities. So that amounts to a net cash position of about 150 million euros. Our pension provisions went down because interest rates went up. In total, our equity increased by 600 million euros uh, since the end of last year. The investments in Siltronic are now being held as asset for sale uh, with a book value of about 550 million euros. When the transaction with Global Wafers goes through, we will see an inflow of about 1.3 billion euros into our balance sheets. Now let's go to the various segments. Silicones, you see here a sequential improvement of earnings and margins from the Q2 2020. And you also see at the same time a substantial improvement in sales. Now we did not add much capacity through that time. So 
The bulk of this improvement actually is from mix improvements, where, which means we're selling more specialty materials and fewer commodity materials. We've just upgraded the outlook there. We now expect a low double-digit sales growth and an EBDA margin higher than last year in silicones. Let's move on. Polymers struggling with unprecedentedly high levels of raw materials. Let me just scroll forward a moment to the back end of the presentation. Here you see on the right-hand side, the raw materials pertaining to polymers. And you can imagine that this is super difficult to, to deal with for a business that is actually only two stages in a value chain. But we managed. We managed to do this. As you can see here, despite this massive raw material inflation, we were able to keep our level of profitability at about the level of Q1. And this, we were able to do this through process innovations, but also by putting surcharges on our materials. And our customers are also increasing prices, so that went through. Let's see where raw materials are going towards the end of the year. Uh, the surcharges will probably go away and the higher prices will have to enter our regular pricing cycle. But I think the important message is that we were able to keep our profitability despite an unprecedented rise in raw materials. I think that just speaks to the strength of the business. We've upgraded our full year sales outlook uh, to low double-digit growth here. And our margin, EBITDA margin outlook is unchanged. As you can imagine, you saw in the slide that I just showed you a moment ago that raw material prices are moving, beginning to move sideways, but they're not coming down fast enough. And recently, there was another plant outage in the US that probably will probably prolong um, these, this high level of raw materials. We found a way to deal with it. Let's move on to, to biosolutions. Here we offer the CDMO services to the pharmaceutical industry. We're facing very high demand in biopharma and bioingredients. And just as a recap, we had a CMD on biosolutions recently where we showed a new target. We want to increase sales run at about 250 million euros a year right now to about 1 billion with an EBITDA margin in excess of 25% by 2030. Ambitious goals, but I'm certain we will get there. We have the right products in place. We have uh, the right uh, strategies in place. There's going to be some M&A that will support this, but the bulk of this growth will come from organic growth. The guidance for the year is unchanged. We looked at about uh, 40 million euros of EBTA in the business. Let's move on to polysilicon. Polysilicon saw in the last year, in the second quarter, a very low point at the height of industry consolidation. Since then, a lot of plant exit plants exited the industry, and the industries found uh, profitability again. And at the same time, demand went up substantially. Um, and as a result, prices went up. You see this, the, com the combination of higher prices and lower costs from our side in our results. You see that we turned positive in the third quarter of 2020. And the polysilicon segment actually generated about 150 million euros, or three times as much EBTA in Q2 than it did in Q1. We're now upgrading our sales outlook. So we expect for the full year sales growth of over 50% and an EBITDA margin of over 30%. And there are two components that drive this. For one, there's very strong demand from semiconductors. We're operating at very high utilization rates there. And on the other hand, we are a world leading supplier for high end solar. So the super high efficiency solar cells run on our stuff. Let's move on. Here you see the cash position. This is a bit difficult because the graph shows a six-month picture 
whereas the in sequential grief improvement is quarter over quarter. But what you see here is that there's been minimal investment in working capital and because of essentially new processes and a different way to deal with inventories and so forth and a substantial net cash position. This net cash position is expected to grow significantly. In the conference call, the CEO, CFO was, was asked whether it would be possible that we would see a net cash position of 500 million euros by the end of the year, and he agreed. Here's our updated guidance. So we now expect to see sales of about 5.5 billion euros this year, uh, with an EBITDA between 900 and 1.1 billion euros. Management has made it clear on the conference call that we're probably hitting the top end of the range. As a result, the EBITDA margin is going to be significantly higher than pre previously. And we expect a net cash flow this year that is about at the level of last year, uh, while at the same time, our return on capital employed will clearly exceed the 10% that we see at our pre-tax cost of capital. So things are going well for Vaca. We are addressing the right markets. We have the right products. We have the right strategies in place. All through the portfolio, there is this note of specialization. You see this in polysilicon, where we focus on semiconductor grades and on the high end in solar. Um, the commodity grades are by and solar are now a small, much smaller amount than they used to be. Uh, Biosource is a clear case for that specialization. But the same thing happens in, in polymers and in, 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 in silicones, maybe more pronounced silicones. Um, you should expect under the new CEO higher ambitions for growth, and you should see substantially higher growth going forward than we've seen previously. This is going to be a very exciting journey, and it would be nice if you could participate in that. If you have additional questions, please, please call me. I'm happy to talk to you. Have a good day. Disclaimer. As described in our legal section on our website www.seat11a.com, this publication is just for informational purposes only. This means it is not considered to give you any investment advice. Any opinion or recommendation expressed by the companies is neither given nor supported by us and should not be considered an investment advice from our side. Also remember that any opinion or recommendation expressed is subject to changes without further notice. The content itself is obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, completeness, or timeline of its content. Seat11a.com and its employees disclaim all liabilities for any loss that may arise in any form from any use of information in the video slash audio and from our website. We neither express any opinion on the future value of any security or other investment vehicle, nor recommend any investment based on the information given. Please consider the publications and our website as a platform for companies to present themselves, but you need to seek financial advice from an expert regarding the accuracy and appropriateness of the material presented or recommended by the companies in the publication, as we are just considered a publisher. We may hold and trade any time securities in the presenting company, may it be a listed or private company. By consuming our content, you agree to these terms and the terms in our legal section on our website.